Welcome to The Fracture Line, the official weekly news feed from the Chess Wall Injury Society, where we will listen to all the bottom line CWIS updates, shout-outs, fun facts, and weekly banner in 10 minutes or less. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Crisco, and I'm joined always by Dr. Tom White and Sarah Ann Whitbeck. Well, uh, we're very excited to have Vic Shapiro and JT Taylor on Fracture Line this week. Guys, if you don't Great. mind saying hi and introducing yourself, we're, we're super stoked to have you on. Thank you. Well, good afternoon. Uh, thank you, Mark. It's great to be here. I am Vic Shapiro. Um, I have uh, been chronicling the, uh, uh, the various uh, goings-on of uh, the CWIS organization kind of from the beginning. So I've um, been very fortunate in being associated with and invited into this wonderful group by Tom White, uh, Dr. Tom White and and Sarah Ann Whitbeck, and um, uh, yeah, it's my great honor and pleasure to be here today, but also to be play a, a role of whatever that might be in CWIS. I'm JT Taylor, and uh, grateful to be with this group of people. They're a really good group of people. Basically, my background is television and network television, network sports, entertainment programs, that kind of a thing. But my uh, clients in the past have been, are, are varied, everything from Craig Breedlove's attempt at the World Land Speed Record to uh, uh, medical clients and mining and manufacturing and business. So I, I've, I really look at it as an opportunity for an education in pretty much everything anybody does for a living. So it's kind of like how it's made the video version. Well, thank you guys so much for what you do for CWIS. How, how did we find you two? Vic, how did, how did you get involved with CWIS? Who found you? So uh, I was introduced to CWIS through Tom White. Uh, Tom and I have known each other for a number of years. Uh, we actually go back to our college days, but we've also worked with each other on a number of projects uh, over that period of time. And when uh, it came time that CWIS needed some video support, publicity efforts and so on, then uh, he was kind enough to invite me into that uh, into that group. It's been wonderful. Uh, and then of course, uh, from Tom, I was introduced to Sarah Ann and um, we have maintained a, a wonderful relationship and uh, over uh, a good number of years as well. So that's really kind of my uh, introduction to CWIS and to Tom and Sarah Ann. Vic's been kind of become part of the CWIS family. I think most people that have attended this more than one summit or a summit or two know know who Vic is, and and he just he's there. He's he's good at blending in, capturing people at their best, and uh, he puts them at ease. That people like to talk to him, and we he's just we've benefited greatly from his expertise. And uh, I hope he feels like it's worth his time, because we sure like having him around. So. No question about it. This has been one of the great, uh, you know, endeavors of my, not just my career, but of my life, you know, and I'm sure we'll get into a little bit of that later, but uh, I'll, I'll let uh, JT uh, introduce how he got into this. Uh, Vic <laughs> introduced me. Kevin uh, Bacon, <laughs> Kevin and then Vic, yeah. and then you. Yeah, yeah, seven degrees. But it, it, it is really, uh, Vic and I have worked together on uh, different projects uh, for quite a few years in the, and on different projects, live or pre-recorded uh, shows. But, but the thing that really intrigues me about CWIS is that just kind of my look at the world. And I, I honestly believe, this is something my dad taught me, I honestly believe there is nothing we can't figure out together. And, and so when we're in an opportunity to have a, this summit for this organization, 
it is really a chance to share knowledge and to and to look uh, at things through diverse lenses and really learn as a group and and that's what I would really I think we could apply the same thing to any problem that this world has and if if there was more cooperation instead of competition and uh, people always looking at the, at the world as what's in it for me uh, I think we could solve a lot of problems so that's what I see here I couldn't say that any better and what a great time to come together after COVID. COVID has presented its unique challenges to everybody and every every facet of medicine and ed medical education. But we were slapped hard in the face with it last year, just weeks before uh, our big meeting, face-to-face -face meeting in Denver. As many remember, we rallied quickly and put on a virtual meeting that was strung together with chewing gum and duct tape and bailing wire and a lot of uh, you know a lot of a, a lot of inexperience. We are absolutely over the moon excited to have the JT's expertise to help us put on CWIS virtual number two or hybrid. And so, uh, JT, tell us a little bit about, you know, you've worked with us for a few weeks now. What do you see are going to be the benefits of having a meeting that's better organized? Yeah, what, what I see here is it's a really gets back to that diversity because COVID's done a couple of things. It's, it's pushed us apart and it's pulled us together because uh, there's a lot of meetings I think that can happen because of uh, technology like Zoom, you know, and comparing that to the past where it had to be satellite and it was very expensive. Uh, these types of things weren't as common. You couldn't pull together people from all parts of the world to have, be in a conversation and feel like you're in the room together. Uh, you know, Zoom, we're not in the room together, so it has its downsides too that way, but. I think as far as overall information and being able to uh, share that information from all of those different opinions is one of the big benefits. I'm, I'm interested in, from the beginning, as we started planning a hybrid meeting, we wanted to, as best we could, ensure that the live audience and the virtual audience shared the same experience, as much of the experience as, as they could. And could you talk a little bit about how how that's going to happen or if that if that can happen yeah well basically for the people that are at the live event uh they're all in a room and we have a camera that is now the the webcam for the live group of, of people and we actually have a couple of cameras so we can switch around like you would a normal television show but then we can also have people remotely uh watch that that's happening live from the stage and people join in the conversation from remote parts of the world. So it really is a good way to bring people in when we have the restrictions that we do with COVID, particularly with travel, and let everybody still have that event. And, and I don't know what it's going to look like after COVID's done. I think that uh, we've learned a lot from this, that uh, we don't necessarily have to have everybody in the same room. There, there are huge benefits to that, but there's also benefit to being able to bring people in other ways. Well, and I would, I would add to that, I think that, you know, as horrifying as COVID has been, um, I think in, in some ways it has been beneficial to CWIS because it has created an opportunity to uh, introduce uh, CWIS to a global audience through, you know, electronic means, through the streaming the streaming opportunities that the CWIS has so wisely taken advantage of by hook or crook last, last year, but, um, you know, moving forward with it this year. Given the subject and the nature of what CWIS is endeavoring and what it's doing to um, educate physicians literally around the world, this has given them that 
platform, giving them that stage. And I think that's been, uh, it was scary as hell uh, this time last year, but certainly the group has seized the moment and, um, and captured it and, and is clearly going to be benefiting by it. I, I don't see this platform going away. In fact, I'm a little nervous that people are going to have such a good experience virtually that they're not going to actually come to our meeting next year. But uh, <laughs> it's definitely the danger. <laughs> that's that's clearly the danger if we do it too too well. So we need to be we need to be good, but not that good. Yeah, I'll JT, can you? I'll push the wrong button. <laughs> Sarah Ann, you've been so quiet. Is there anything else you want to say today? No, you're good. I was going to say, you know, last year we had. I can't remember the exact number. Vic probably remembers. It was about 20 countries represented from our our online audience. We did that post video that that discussed where where people were from, and and as of now, we have 16 countries represented. So we're we're at kind of a similar number and still receiving registrations every day. So I do think, you know, it, it, it has a similar feel to last year in terms of just the global perspective and, and you know, I know JT and I were communicating about this uh, probably last week, you know, just this, this opportunity that all the information and, and education that's, that's communicated literally changes practice around the world, you know, that, that individuals will be hearing a clinical pearl that they will take back and hopefully implement in their, their own practice and will change countless lives. In, in at least 16 other countries and, and perhaps more by the time we, we look at our final registration numbers and see where other people travel. So I think it's a, it's a really great opportunity for us to have an impact on a global perspective and, and I'm just grateful for it. Grateful for you too for sharing your talents and, and letting us you know pick your brain today especially. Thank you. It's a wonderful uh, opportunity. One more uh, piece of information that I uh, don't know people are going to be aware of or not, but let's make them aware and that is that uh, Part and parcel to this year's summit, we are going to be shooting uh, another series of uh, six surgical approach videos um, that will be um, uh, shot and edited and posted to the CWIS site uh, within a few weeks, well, several weeks after we've uh, shot. But that's something to look forward to and a bit of information that people can, can carry with them. And uh, I do want to congratulate CWIS for managing to uh, gain the interest of the JTAX folks and having our videos uh, posted to their website. And uh, that's, that says a lot about what CWIS is endeavoring and doing and, and how the impact is spreading beyond uh, this uh, organization. So uh, I would just like to finish by saying I can't be happier with my association with CWIS and uh, genuinely, uh, honestly, so appreciate uh, the invitation to be a part of this wonderful, amazing organization uh, and the viewpoint that I've had, the point of view of really watching this grow and, and watching the uh, leadership of the organization take an idea and, and really grow this into a true global phenomenon. And I, I'm, I couldn't be prouder of the folks that I'm associated with, so thank you. It's almost like a virus. It's almost like it's a viral thing, you know? <laughs> You can certainly say that. <laughs> I would like to give a shout out to our web developer, Hannes, who really uh, embraced this project and knocked it right out of the park. He's really good at what he does. And super flexible. Hannes is located in South Africa and was very flexible with us on timing when we needed to have calls and he was willing to do them around mountain time, even though that was surely not as convenient for, for him and just very gracious. So shout out to Hannes, and I believe their company is called Code Green. 
Gentlemen, if people want to find you, please share your, your information. JT? JT at visualimagesinc.com. Uh, v Shapiro at onelightpw.com. So we like to end with Final Stitch, which is everyone just um, getting to say anything that's on your mind, not CWIS related, or it could be CWIS related, but really anything that's on your mind. Shout outs you want to give, plugins, whatever you want. Dr. White? I got one. Mine's a little heavy, though. I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm weighed down today with the prospect of, of the and the, the culmination of the Chauvin trial in Minnesota and how that might affect our lives next week. If that verdict, if that guilty is anything other than guilty, I think we may see violence in Denver again, just like we did last year. And having been in the middle of that, it was, it was quite uh, horrifying, actually. And I'm not making a political statement here. I'm just struggling with, you know, how we're going to deal with that if, if uh, that comes to pass and just starting to think about contingencies. And I know that seems very selfish. That that whole trial and the outcome and the where that leaves us and takes us in the future is much more important than anything CWIS has to offer, certainly. But but that's what's on my mind today. My, mine is kind of political, too. I, I What's on my mind was the fact that we're withdrawing from Afghanistan. And um, as a member of the U.S. Army for the last 15 years, you know, I was planning on taking a deployment there in, in two years anyways. And um, it's definitely been on my mind for my family's sake and, and you know, a lot of other amazing people and soldiers that I've worked with in the past. It's just been on my mind. So that's my that's my final stitch. JT? Sure. I, I think with uh, both of those topics, I would like to hope that we can not always think about things from our own perspective and try to take other people's perspective into account. Because we, you don't know until you walked in your brother's shoes. You don't know. And you don't know what anyone else has gone through in life. And that's why, the, the, to me, the divisive comments from any side of a, uh, an argument, unless you know the context and you really don't know what someone else has gone through. So. Well, I'll take uh, the lead of, of, the, of those past comments. I guess, um, you know, there's nothing that uh, has been mentioned here that doesn't affect somebody in CWIS. And so, you know, I just hope that uh, as the time passes here over the next week or two, um, and perhaps even into the, next, into the months to come, that uh, everybody does remain safe. There are, um, you know, perspectives that uh, will help us through the uh, the difficulty that uh, we may, you know, may encounter. Uh, that would be my 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 parting thought or my final stitch. So my final stitch, um, or I should say, the thing that's been on my mind the most today happens to be that my my cute mom has um, determined that she has to have a knee replacement and. She's super young and and active, and but has just been struggling with with um, lots of pain as of late. And they thought it was a couple different things, and she's tried all these different modalities, and and it just hasn't worked. And they finally identified that this is the this is the need. And so we've been sort of planning it around different things in life. And and um, as she goes to um, goes to visit her surgeon each time. He, he yawns every time and she's, she's noticed this pattern. And so, <laughs> right, and she's like, I must be the most boring patient because every time he's yawning, even with this mask on, he's yawning. And so she finally said to his nurse today, because I said, he probably has young kids or something. He's up all night, you know, maybe, maybe that's it, you know. And so anyway, so she finally asked the nurse and she said, does, does Dr. So-and-so, you know, does, does he have young children? She said, oh yeah, he's got a whole bunch of young kids. And my mom felt so much better that, in fact, she's not the most boring patient 
it's it's that he has a bunch of, of young kids and having that empathy that that uh, it's not you it's it's actually he's being kept up all night so uh, one don't yawn in your patient's face two good opportunity to uh, think about empathy for others well thanks everybody for for giving us your time Vic JT it was a pleasure to meet you virtually thanks, thanks for having us very much.